What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, what is going on, New Vision family and friends? My name is Nick Person. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision, and I am so excited that I get to continue on this journey we have been on through the book of Mark. If you listened yesterday, you see that Jesus is on his way towards Calvary's cross. He has been betrayed. He has just prayed in the garden, and now we're going to find him before the council really being questioned and really it's not really much of a trial because those who were persecuting him and putting him on trial already knew how this was going to end. And so if you are new to our podcast, what's going to happen? I'm going to read the text in its entirety. I'm going to give us some insights and some highlights, and then we're going to look at how are some ways we can apply God's word today. And so we're going to be reading In Mark chapter 14, and I'm going to read verses 53 through verses 65. And I'm going to be reading out of my NIV study Bible, and I would encourage everyone to have a study Bible. It just gives even more insight and context to the text and the scripture that you are reading. One of my favorite study Bibles is, as you know, the Tony Evans study Bible, but this NIV study Bible is really good. And as a church body, we find ourselves using the NIV translation probably the most. And so... Here we go. I'm going to read. Let's go. And they led Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes came together. And Peter had followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he was sitting with the guards and warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimony did not agree. And some stood up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another, not made with hands. Yet even about this their testimony did not agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But he remained silent and made no answer. Again the high priest asked him, Are you Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his garments and said, What further witnesses do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? And they all condemned him as deserving death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to strike him saying to him, prophesy, and the guards received him with blows. This is a really sad scene when you think about it. Here is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords being, you know, brutalized. He's been brutalized and punished for a crime he did not commit. And it really, as you think of this horrid scene, it really burdens your heart. Let's go back through and pull out a couple of things that stand out to me. Let's go to verse number 56, where it's talking about, For many bore false witness, but their testimonies didn't agree. 
their testimonies didn't make sense. If you were in a court of law and there were two testimonies about an event and they did not agree, typically those testimonies would be thrown out and not usable because they do not coincide and they do not agree. But we see in the case of Jesus, they really didn't care about the rules and regulations because they've been breaking them all during this trial. So it did not matter what these testimonies had to say. They were going to accept it as truth because they wanted to crucify Jesus because how dare a man call himself the son of God. Verse 61, we see that Jesus remains quiet. He doesn't give a defense um, because his life was his defense. Everything he had done up this point had kind of revealed the fact that he was the prophesied Messiah. He was the one that was to come. He was God in flesh. His whole life reflected that. So what did he have to say if they didn't believe the miracles, if they didn't believe the testimony, if they didn't believe all the other things about his life, what could he say now? And also right now he's remaining quiet. It's fulfilling prophecy. It was prophesied that he would not open his mouth to give himself a defense. And we see that right here and right now. And then he says something. He says, hey, I'm going to be at the right hand of power. I'm going to be with my father. And the chief priest did not like this. How dare he do that? How dare he say that? How dare he claim to be this God in flesh, this son of God? And then in verse number 65, they begin to beat him. Whenever I see these scenes and I'm reminded of these scenes in the gospel, I always think the very creation who God created is abusing and accusing the creator. Like think about that for a moment. The, the very one who was there in the beginning where all things were made through him and by him, he allowed his very creation to brutalize him. And he was doing it to save them. What kind of king is this? This doesn't make sense. Most kings demand their way. Most kings don't submit their way in order to win what was lost. But that's exactly what Jesus did and what he does. And so what does that mean for us today? As we think about the sacrifices, we think about the willingness that Jesus walked this road to Calvary on our behalf. What does that lead us? What kind of posture should we have in response? Well, I think it should lead to a response where we submit and surrender our ways for his ways because he did the same. And we've been invited to go and do likewise. And honestly, his ways are better. Whenever I choose to do it my way, it does not end up the way I wanted it. It always over promises and under delivers. But doing it the king's way is the better way to do it. So today I wonder, what would it look like for you to surrender this next moment, to surrender this day, and to do it and to live it in such a way that it reflects the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because he did it for you. And we can never repay the price that was paid on our behalf, but we can respond with our lives. We can offer ourselves as a living testimony. And so what does that look like? What is a living sacrifice? What does it look like to walk out this testimony and to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. How can we do that well? And so I hope today that you would take some time and see what it looks like to fully surrender this day, fully surrender your next moment, fully surrender all the things and do it the way that the Lord has invited you to do it. And I promise you it won't be easy, but it will be best. 
know that we are for you, know that we love you, and know that I'm thankful for you, that you've taken some time just to walk slowly through Scripture. And remember that you have a king who goes before you, a king who's in your midst, and a king who has your back. And um, we look forward to seeing you here tomorrow. You guys go be blessed. Bye. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.